Hey dudes, if you'd one day like to start a podcast and say unhinged stuff like we do, check out Zencaster. Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio quality audio and video without needing to know all the technical stuff. Zencaster records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high quality raw materials to work with. And we love a secured cloud backup because that means you'll never lose your interviews, hot takes, or off-the-cuff fart and dick jokes. Zencaster is super easy to use with guests too. There's nothing for your guests to download. You just send them a link and they click on it and they join the recording session. Go to zen.ai slash DTFU podcast and you'll get 30% off your first three months when you sign up for a pro account. That's zen.ai slash DTFU podcast for 30% off the first three months of your Zencaster pro account. Seriously, we started a podcast. You can and should absolutely do it too with Zencaster. Do it. <laughs> up everybody it's Aaron and Nicole this is dude that's fucked up welcome 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 oh my god there's so much lip gloss all over my liquid death <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like drinking my water there's like a whole a whole thing all over it it looks like it just always looks like whenever there's lipstick on like a glass or a can or something it always looks like you're at a dive bar and mm-hmm. someone named Tammy was just drinking out of it or something like like it oh, me. Yeah, I'm Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> You're Tammy? Mm-hmm, I'm Tammy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tammy. Hi. Oh, I really love a nice cold glass of Chablis. <laughs> if you have I need, Can I get a Bloody Mary? I know it's only 11 a.m., but... <laughs> but I have a problem. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play some, uh, some shuffleboard over here. Bring that yeah. tasty little drink over here when you're ready. I'm going to put some Kenny Rogers on the jukebox and get down. <laughs> Are you looking at my Campbell toe? <laughs> Listen, I know I only have four fingers, but I can play darts real good. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, we're good. We're Tammy. Um, we're Tammy. Everyone's Tammy today. Hey. Not to be um, confused with Tanya. Tanya, I'm Tanya. <laughs> Tanya. <laughs> Up against the wall, motherfuckers. <laughs> is that was that the musical that we decided on? Yeah. Oh my god, that mm-hmm. was so long ago. I know, wow. Oh my god. Anyway, what's up everybody? Hope you're doing good. Uh mm-hmm. welcome to another installment of uh Dude That's Fucked Up. Oh my gosh. Podcast. Yeah, welcome. Two hundred and seventy oh. in the can. Holy shit. Dude. That's insane. Every time the number keeps going up, I'm like, wow. We're, I know. We're, we're, still, we're still at it. Um, okay, today's episode is one of my all-time favorite things. So mm-hmm. Me too. It's going to be fun. It's gonna I've be been in fun. such a good mood all day because I've just me been too. thinking about it, watching clips and stuff, you know? Uh, same. Oh, my God. Yeah. Me too. Um, it's so good. But before we get to it, uh, do we have any business? Yes, I do. We do have a little bit of business where um, we are want to know if you hear any weird ads. I think mm-hmm. we are running ads through like our p- podcasting platform. Try and make a little moolah here and there. And why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
we just want to know if you hear a weird one that's like very off brand for us please let us know like we've gone through and we've gotten rid of a lot of categories like you're not going to hear pharmaceutical ads unless it's birth control specific you're not Mm going to hear like herbal supplements like none of that garbage uh nothing political like you know no no diet no diet anything no um so if you do hear something that's like that please let us know or if there's just something else that you're like this doesn't like a pyramid scheme or something or a scientology ad or something like that (laughs) yes anything religious anything Mm -hmm. culty please just let us know because we're we're, unless brendan fraser starts a cult then oh yeah then i'm fine with it sure he seems fine yeah um but like if, does Jared Leto have a cult? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not his. So not his. Um, we should cover that at some point. We should. Absolutely should. Maybe next week. Because I've, I mean, we've talked about it offline, but I just don't understand how that's that man's face still. Still? I, he has a Dorian Gray painting somewhere yeah. in an attic. And it is, he, you know. He is, um... What what's I don't name? even want to give him the sexiness of a of a vampire. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like or like some immortal thing. He is just it's adorable. No, he's immortal Joe from fucking Mad Max Fury Road. He's he has like oh. blood bag men that like have to be hooked up to him at all times so that like he can a have Peter Thiel situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um Great. so yeah. I think that's probably it. Like he does have a Dorian Gray. It's a man that's in his early twenties that follows him around. And mm-hmm. gives him his blood, um, consensually, of course. Mm, yeah, sure. But sure, is sure. it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Because he's famous. You there's know what a I power imbalance. Yeah, sure. there's a power imbalance. I hope he's getting paid. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it for the biz. I think this week. What about, is that? It for you? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Check out our Patreon if you if you want. Um, yeah. It's, it's Patreon.com/slash DTFB podcast. Um, Hell it's yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, anything fucked up for you this week? No, I don't. I was gonna share something, but I don't really know how it got resolved, so it's really not that interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Do you, you have anything? What? what? I don't either. Oh. Um, um. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know if you have a segue for this week, but we were talking. <laughs> okay. Oh Last God. week we mentioned Willy Wonka. And we were like, we should do an episode on that. So we are. Yes. But then we got, we finished recording and we were having a side conversation and you told me a story, which I don't know if you can tell it. I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about, (laughs) you know, someone who was hit on by. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. This is so, okay. I, we're in D.C. at a bar and it's like a fun dive bar and uh i can't remember who it was that it was like somebody a friend like who visiting in your group? yeah oh, or one of our yeah. friend group i can't remember yeah, yeah yeah uh but they were getting something to drink at the bar and a dude came up to them and was like hey like started chit-chatting and i okay I remember, I think they were tall. The the person, I think she was tall. Might have been DJ's cousin. I can't remember. Okay. Um. Anyway, 
so she's talking to this guy and he's like pretty tall and she's tall and so they were like talking about being tall we're tall (laughs) we're tall yeah and it was like okay and then um he this guy was like so yeah like uh I think he had a copy of like a rolled doll book in his back pocket or something like it was something weird and okay somehow got on the topic of roll doll yeah and somehow and okay now I know it definitely was uh who it definitely was it was definitely DJ's cousin okay. because this whole thing was so funny because this man was fully barking up the wrong tree because she's a oh married she's lesbian. lesbian yeah yeah and, and so and her wife was like standing right there. And so it was just like hilarious. Um, but he one of his like lines was like, so they were talking about Roald Dahl. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you like Roald Dahl? He's my great grandpa. <laughs> oh, my God. And she was like, oh, cool. OK, love his work. Um, you must be like so proud yeah what do you say like obviously they're fishing for a compliment but it has nothing to do with them i yeah so i i mean i guess it was just like as a conversation like yeah yeah yeah. thing you know and so um if it was if this guy really was related to roald dahl like cool like yeah that's awesome good for him but Uh, also how tacky like carrying around a copy of a book to like set on the bar in front of someone and then be like uh, so they're they're like oh Matilda or whatever and they're like oh do you like Roald Dahl yeah it's just like so fucking so, dumb it was so weird it was just like he steered the conversation he like ham-fisted the conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. ham-fisted so, he didn't steer yeah. it he jerked the wheel like he, he mm-hmm. yeah he <laughs> he like went into the fucking cockpit locked the door <laughs> yeah no he fully He's like this is going where I want it to go yeah, he fully, he fully just really, yeah. Oh my he god, he rolled all it. Yeah, he rolled all it. Um, I the only I had a note. I have a note written down on my desk, and I think it's because we were saying like there has to be way better pickup lines, and I think the one we came up with. This is what I wrote down. It just is a quote, and it says, "I didn't your... come up with this." Oh, I did then. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, okay. You did. My my opening line, if I was Roald Dahl's son, grandson, would be, is your giant peach wet? <laughs> For James and the Giant Peach. And then you get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just like better, like, do you want to come back to my apartment and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. put me in the chokey? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> Girl, do you have no toes? Because those shoes are square. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's that from? The witches. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, um, um. I want you to hold me captive in a painting. <laughs> oh. Again, the witches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just saw that for the first time last year. What? The one with Angelica Houston? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. The, for the first time? Yeah, I think. Bitch. That's uh, yeah. one of my all-time favorites. I know. We talked about it so many times, and I'd never seen it. I'd seen, like, a few key scenes from it, but I had never seen, like, the whole thing. And I, an iconic role, truly. Iconic, um, yeah. Well, anyway, we're not talking about really any of those uh, references. We yeah. are talking about uh, Willy Wonka and the mm-hmm. Chocolate Factory. 
specifically the movie from 1971. Um, yeah. Mostly we're going to be talking about that. And just the absolute just crazy things that happened oh with this movie. Um, I mean, it's just like it could not have been made this way in today's no. time. And um, if you don't know the plot of Willy Wonka, it's it's actually called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's the name of the book. The book, yeah. By Roald Dahl, uh, all-time great children's author. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote this book in the like late 60s, early 70s, I believe. It was made into a film in 1971 Mm -hmm. and uh i'll tell you exactly why the name was changed to willy wonka and the chocolate factory in just a moment Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's basically a i i don't know who doesn't know about this movie but the literal plot is willy wonka who's portrayed by Gene Wilder in the film, has hidden five golden tickets amongst his... He's a candy maker. Yeah. Uh, in his famous Wonka chocolate bars. Mm-hmm. And they go out all over the world, and fi- whoever finds it, the golden ticket uh, gets a full tour of his tightly guarded candy factory as well as a lifetime supply of chocolate. Oh and gosh. during the tour, the five lucky kids tour around and... Willy Wonka tries to tempt each of the because these kids are assholes basically it's a test. when they get yeah it's a test yeah, yeah, yeah it's he's all a testing test. them he's not no, there's no one lucky winner it's no, like a it, test it's a it's a secret test that they're all being that they're yeah. all taking yeah yeah and it's uh it's a very trippy movie and mm. um it's a musical it, probably it's a one musical. of the only ones we like. <laughs> A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even consider it a musical. I would say it is a <gasps> film with mu- with music in it, with oh, songs in it. I mean, it's a musical because they break into song. Yeah, but it's like. And it's about what's happening, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I just like. I get what you mean. Forg- I forget like how many songs are in it, you know? I just like so many just flashed into my brain because I was like, is it a musical? Before I say this, is it a musical? But it is. No, it is. It is considered a musical. And um, it is. The songs are fucking dope as hell. Oh, my God. They're so good. They still fucking slap after all these years. Yep. And um, yeah. So basically, Willy Wonka is taking all these kids through his fun house. And Mm -hmm. whoever is like the best kid gets to wins yeah um so one by one each child disappears from the tour it's like very sinister it's so um, it's they're like dying essentially. but this is but this is the thing about Roald Dahl is like he could get away with this kind of stuff because it's like I don't know there's like there's something fantastical about yeah. like the whole premise and it's like well of course this isn't you know what I mean I don't know like was it there's, scary to you as a kid not really only like a couple scenes like creep me out. But, but it wasn't when the kids were like, quote unquote, dying. Like it wasn't when the kids were. It was like Slugworth no. was scary as fuck. And yeah. And the like, tunnel scene. The tunnel scene when Gene Wilder's going just like ham on that role. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing like when the kids like get got. It's like I'm it's not. Funny. It's funny. And also like there's like a little bit of an out with it because it's like, oh, go check the boiler room and make sure they didn't True. make it all the way to the boiler you know what I mean there's like always like a little caveat like they didn't really die you know also this is fucked up but like they deserve it like yeah like you're what? like you're like rooting for these kids to get 
brutally murdered. So. Yeah. I don't know what the psychology of that is, but you're like, he said, Willy Wonka said not to do that. So, well, and it? I, so it, I watched a, a little documentary, uh, uh, and it's based, I think, on on the book um, Pure Imagination, mm-hmm. and it's it's basically about the making of this movie, and yeah. that's like was my main source. And Gene Wilder said in this in an interview in this uh, film that or this little documentary that um, it basically like kids, the psychology of children is that they like to know the parameters and consequences. Mm. That yes. is like that is like not having any guardrails or any like authority or any any consequences yeah fucks up fucks the kids act out Uh, yeah Yeah. kids don't do well without that so and that is like kind of an old-fashioned kind of uh idea but I I do think that that is like it's not like a, a fascist kind of uh idea it's just like there needs to be you know some sort of consequence and Uh, well yeah and it can't just be all chaos it can't be chaos kids can't thrive in those conditions yeah Yeah. um and it also like when you're a kid and you see like kids being real fucking nasty and bad you're like that's unacceptable because it's unacceptable if I was to do that yeah and so what the fuck's gonna happen with this kid if they keep going on like this like Mm -hmm. I want to see some crime and punishment (laughs) (laughs) no I don't know you know what I mean yeah 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 time out so I know what you mean it's like yeah I mean kids need to know how the like they don't know how the world works when they're little so like all of this is like helping them figure out how Mm -hmm. to be in the world and like you know, the the more chaos that, that you have as a child, the harder it is when you're an adult. Yeah. And also another thing that I really love about this movie is it doesn't talk down to kids. It's yeah. like it's not patronizing. it doesn't it's not patronizing and it's not this like la 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 like it, it, it is this like fantasy. But it also is like kids have, you know, edge to them. Kids have uh are people mm-hmm. and they're human beings and they have like like they have underlying subversiveness too and yeah. it's okay to like let that kind of you know stuff come out a little bit and like kids are are precious and good but like and we should protect them from things but like also like <laughs> I don't know there's it's it's the same thing as like I don't know when you put like something on a pedestal it just like yeah 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 it it, it doesn't I don't know it, they also it has need the opposite a little, effect sometimes well kids also need like autonomy within the parameters mm-hmm. of like yes a safe home like yes you know there's I don't know if you've seen that show on I think it's on Netflix but it's like a Japanese show where these kids <gasps> run yeah. errands yeah which to us here in the United States sounds insane it's like you're letting a two-year-old go to the supermarket like it's a, so mi- cute. Oh a my mile God. away or whatever and maybe whatever debatable that's extreme who knows I'm not I don't bring that up to discuss that but I do bring it up because I read an article about that show and about how it's really important for kids to have responsibilities and like mm-hmm. chores and to be able to quote unquote run errands 
-hmm. it helps them have a sense that they're contributing and they're part of this ecosystem of a family and like it's all very fascinating like yep and you know so like you you know you could do stuff even in your backyard where it's like go can you please go pick me some basil and you don't go out there with them and you give them Mm -hmm. the scissors or whatever like you've done it with them a bunch of times but at some point it's okay to let them Mm -hmm. do it like yeah think about how we were you know it's like my mom wasn't scared for me to like do the dishes or cut stuff or help with dinner or whatever like you know at some point like I was just doing it Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah I don't and I'm so perfect so it's like you know really hard because yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it's true it's true it's like I that that's one of the things about this movie that is like so different from you know, any kind of like Disney movie or whatever. It was like made for adults, but also with the intention of like, you know, telling kids like if you watch this movie, we we trust you to be like, OK, with it, too. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Like so like may, it's like maybe it'll feel a little scary, but trust a bit like also trust us that we're not going to put you in a scary place like. Yeah, yeah. Like there's scary parts in it, but the movie overall is heartwarming and, and yeah. positive. And that's how I feel about like like all the roll doll stories. All the roll doll stories. They're scary. There's yeah, because kids can get into scary situations and yeah. it's like the whole main arcs of 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 these stories are that like the kid comes out of you know something some kind of like conflict and remains a good golden hearted person like yeah and so like you know Matilda like she came from a terrible family and was just still a angel and yeah. you know in the witches uh the kids were literally like turned into mice and they still made a life you know what I mean and it's like and they still triumphed over the evil and so I don't know with with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like there's this like subversiveness to it that is it is like very much a test but like I don't know yeah I don't know that it was meant to be this but they made it in the movie this kind of like you know as the audience is watching and consuming it, they're not sure what's happening because Gene Wilder is such an incredible performer in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. This is, I think, one of his best films. Like, yeah. It's iconic. So it's, I mean, it is so. I, I just was thinking today, like, I could watch this movie and I have watched it like thousands of times, I feel mm-hmm. like, because it's totally just so good. And even, yeah, we'll like get into some of the parts of it, but. There, it's just so his performance is just so like heartfelt but but crazy like very nuanced and very it's layered so yes yes and there's so many fun things in this movie that if you watch it as an adult like there's just all these moments that like you didn't understand as a kid and that's mm-hmm. so fun as an adult to watch now and they're mm-hmm. it, they're delightful it is yeah so good yeah um, okay, so let's get into some of the like nitty gritty of this movie. Okay. This whole movie was made because 
the director, Mel Stewart, had a daughter who read the book Charlie and Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl and was like so obsessed with it. She's like, Dad, you have got <laughs> to make this into a movie. Daddy. Daddy, have, I want a movie. Uh, you have to make me a movie. And <laughs> and but no, she, I'm sure she was just like, Dad, please read this book. It's so fucking good. And it would be such a good movie. And he's like, okay, kid, whatever. But then he reads the book and he's like, oh, hell yeah, this would make a fucking awesome movie. Mm. Um, And I need to bankroll this somehow. Um, I'm going to get a huge company to fund it. And he totally did. Uh, He got Quaker Oats to fund it with $3 million, which would be about 20-something million dollars in today's money. Um, It was Quaker Oats. And they were trying to get into the candy bar game. It was like, you know, the early 70s and sugar was just popping off, I guess. Um, (laughs) And Processed food, baby. Yeah, processed food was just really having a moment. And so they were like, we want to make a candy bar. And he's like, listen, I have a great idea for you. What if you called it a Wonka bar? And we make this movie. You give me the money for this movie. And it's just like a huge advertisement for your new candy bar that's coming out. And we rename the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory instead of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And they're like, fuck yes, we're on board. Let's go. Um, So, yeah, they changed the movie title to that because they wanted to basically have have free advertisement for – Oh, my God. A Wonka bar. I love um, it. And side note, when they did have the Wonka bar come out, it like had, it, there was something off about it and it just melted. As, like it just melted. It was like defective basically. The, oh, the, no. for, the formulation for the chocolate bar. So it was like recalled and it didn't even like really do anything. So, but I mean, what there a was a, there was a Wonka brand, which is. There still is. But yeah, it's I don't think owned they- by. It's on yeah. my Nestle now. Yeah, yeah. So. I was gonna say I don't think they own it anymore, but yeah. Um, all the can. I mean, what an amazing opportunity for a brand because it the the candy the whole time looks amazing. Like yeah. everything they open in nothing will ever taste as good as I think the candy looks in the movie. Oh, a hundred percent. Like that first Truly. opening scene, it's just like, and every time Charlie buys a chocolate bar and opens it looking for a ticket or like anyone, you know, it's like, yeah. it looks so good and you know, it doesn't, you know, it's fine, but it's like, yeah, you're just like, wow, this is, yeah. this is like this a is dream it. for a yeah. kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So this is, uh, basically becomes this movie that's funded by Quaker Oats, um, oh my gosh. which I did not know. Um, and there's a few things in this movie where it's like, what the fuck is going on? Is this real? What is what is happening? Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that there is like a kind of an urban legend about, I guess, is that the chocolate mm. river was real. Oh, it wasn't. Maybe it was at one point they tried to make it work, but it it, yeah. it was it was not good. <laughs> they tried to put cocoa powder in it uh but i think it like wasn't like the right like, color yeah yeah and it was like clumping or something like something wasn't going right with it yeah um so they tried but i think it ended up just being like water and 
food coloring. It, it, it was just water and food coloring. Yeah. And apparently Maybe it was very some cold. Old cocoa in there. Like it could have had some old remnants. Yeah, maybe. Well, it ended up being very, very shallow. And the kid who played Augustus Gloop had to fall in several times. <laughs> and uh, in the documentary uh, um, Pure Imagination, he's like an adult, like recounting his like takes that he had to do. Yeah. He's like this full German man who still is like in a lederhosen, by the way. it's <laughs> He is a precious human. Um, he was like, I kept – there was – so it's super shallow. He's like, how am I supposed to fall into this water? They're like, oh, no, there's like a hole right here that you're going to – this is your mark. You fall in this hole basically in the water. Oh. And he, so he just like had to keep falling in this like one deep area. And he's like, and it was very cold. And I was so cold the whole time. <laughs> and it's like we could not get away with treating a child like this on the set of a film today. Like this would never happen. So Yeah. And I just, he had to drink it. Yeah, it was. It he was like, like shit. Yeah, it was yeah. just like gross brown water. Yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, quite funny. Um, oh my god. Yeah, and so while we're on the topic of like what's real and what's not real, one of the craziest, coolest things about this this movie is the chocolate room. Yeah, the big room they walk into. It's it's huge, and there's just candy everywhere, and then the you know the chocolate river and waterfall and stuff. Right. That shit was real. Like, they had not seen that room yet. Oh, their reaction to it. Their reaction was was real. Um, yeah. The director, uh, uh, Mel Stewart, this was his idea. He worked with, like, this. their set designer was, like, this brilliant guy. Yeah. Um, they made this whole set that had some of the, the stuff was real. Like, they're e- actually eating it. But, like, when they walked onto this, this set... They had not seen it yet. Oh and Mel gosh. Stewart made sure that they that nobody saw the set. The kids hadn't seen it. The, the adults hadn't seen it. And they walked through the door. And, you know, Willy Wonka goes and, like, ladies and gentlemen, the chocolate yeah. room. And they, like, look and their their faces are genuine. They're, they're, like, in awe of this set. Oh, my God. I have ch- full body chills. Oh, can you imagine? It's oh, so, so cool. And he starts singing. And mm-hmm. he's, like... He's like edging them. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He, he's like letting them take a step here and there and, you know, like whipping his cane across yeah. them yeah. so they can't keep going. It's so it's just so good. And yeah. And then one of the coolest, most fun things. But I mean, I, I think this is a, a a fact, but there was some of the the. Like plants i guess you would say like in yeah. the chocolate room were edible yeah a third of the stuff in a the third room of was the edi- stuff in the room yeah. was edible so they like actually the the prop people actually put in incorporated real edible candy and and fun little treats into the set design which is like so fucking cool and yeah like, and like they're like discovering it as they yeah. go they're like yeah. pointing them in the direction and they're like you know, giving them their marks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like this is real. This is real. You this can is wax. take a bite of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is whipped cream. This is licorice. Mm-hmm. Like you can eat these things, and you can hit this tree and eat the f- stuff that falls down or whatever. It's so yeah. cool. Um, but the one thing that, well, not the one thing, but one of the things that isn't edible is the butterscotch like cup or whatever. I don't yeah, know the, why I always thought it was butterscotch because it's a buttercup. 
Oh, yes, that's why. <laughs> okay, so the little buttercup that um, that Willy Wonka picks up and sips and then takes a bite out of is actually wax, and he yeah. had to do it multiple times with multiple fresh cups <laughs> and yeah, spit out the wax. I'm sure he ate some of it, which is so yeah. gross. Yeah. Oh, God. We've all had those wax lips. It's like, oh, yeah, they're nasty. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, God. So that, yeah, that, that whole scene is just amazing. Um, so oh, my good. gosh. So good. Okay, while we're talking about genuine reactions, too. So this is what is so cool about Gene Wilder, and he was, like, so involved in in this role because he had ideas for it and like Mm -hmm. wanted his portrayal to like go certain ways you know like he had Mm -hmm. ideas that he wanted to execute and so one of those things was there's a few pivotal moments in the film where he gets really intense Mm -hmm. and he purposefully didn't Tell anybody. Yeah. 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 Like he didn't rehearse those scenes with the actors in the way that he ended up delivering it. Mm -hmm. He knew he he just kind of like marked it or he gave like a very, very like light performance. And then in the moment and one of the scenes is the boat scene where they go through the tunnel after Augustus Gloop falls into the water. Yep. They get in the boat and they go through the tunnel and it's so creepy. As a kid, I was like, what is that? I still don't think I understand that whole scene. Yeah, it's just it's just trippy. It's, it's just, just trippy. Yeah. But it's scary. Like he was being really scary. And the kids, their reactions of it are actual like they're like, what the terror. fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah, it's yeah. terror. Yeah. Again, yeah. you couldn't do this with kids now these days doing this film. <laughs> just like we're going to traumatize the children because we want their genuine reactions. Um, yeah. I hope everyone signed off on that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. It's truly like it's such a crazy scene and he's like screaming at the top of his lungs yeah. and everybody's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And that was just it was intense. And the be- very beginning scene when he comes the very t- first time you, you, we meet Willy Wonka, yeah. he comes out with a cane and he's like limping. And this was like this is a choice that he was like. I will only do it if I can I will only do this role if I could do it in this way yeah and I want I want to come out like this and the director's like okay so basically he comes out like limping with a cane and then he does a full-on somersault and stands up and is like ta-da yeah to illustrate very right off the bat that you don't know if he's a liar or if he's genuine like that was the whole narrator yeah, that was the whole thing of where you're like, this guy is a confusing weirdo. So, oh my god, it's yeah. so good. That's the best. Oh, and that- then also there was a really interesting thing. Uh, his office at the end, you know how everything's like cut in half. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like that. It was like this beautiful set that the set designer had made, like a gorgeous office. Yeah. And the director Mel uh, Stewart was like this isn't right like yeah it doesn't quite line up with his with his you know path character yeah yeah and so they were like cut everything in half and just like that's how we make it weird and trippy and that's what they did it is weird yeah it always bugged me because the clock is is cut in half but then the thing that like is the pendulum that's part of the clock isn't cut in half Uh. i don't think so it's like I don't know. It still moves into the missing part. I don't know. Uh I was always like, that's weird. Yeah. 
Um, also, okay, this, I just was like, so, uh, this, I just, I just thought this was very cool. Um, okay, so the last line in the movie was <laughs> almost, <laughs> yippee! Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Specifically, Grandpa Joe says, <laughs> no! yippee. And then everybody was like, Grandpa Joe cannot have the last line in this no, film. Like, absolutely no, P.U., not. no thank you. Like, it has to be someone else. Absolutely not. And so while they were filming this, Stewart contacted the film's uncredited screenwriter, David Seltzer, which was an interesting tidbit. Well, because they gave the full credit to Roald Dahl. Oh, hmm, that seems weird. Roald Dahl had a bit of an ego and, like, some weird shit going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so David Seltzer, they call him. They're they're filming in Germany. In um, Munich. Mm-hmm. In Munich, yeah. And so they're, they call him on the phone, which is super expensive, and they're like, he, you know, he's back in the States, and they're like, look, this last line, no one's a Sucks fan. balls. <laughs> it yeah. sucks yeah. balls. We need yeah. a better line. And it he's sucks like, giant peach. It and sucks <laughs> James's giant peach. Yeah, it sucks schnozberries. We need <laughs> something new. Oh, my God. It sucks the trunch bowl. Um, uh, ooh, ooh. Talk about a chokey of a line. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay, so they call him and he they're like, we literally have five minutes. We're all on set. Everybody's already dressed. We're like filming this right now. You have five minutes to rewrite oh. the very last line in the movie. Oh, and he calls back in like two minutes. And if you're familiar with the movie, it has one of the best last lines. I have, again, full body chills. One of the mm. best last lines of a film. And. The line is from Willy Wonka to Charlie. And he says, do you know what happens to people who get everything they want in life, Charlie? They live happily ever after. Oh, and in the notes I wrote, why am I crying? Because it's just so good. It's just so good. And he delivers it so like. His face oh, is like God. emotion. Like emotion is coming through. Yeah. It's like pure joy. And oh, my and, God. I don't know. It's, it's just so sweet. It's so sweet. Oh, oh man, I miss Gene Wilder so much. I know, I know. Oh uh, yeah, <gasps> um, yeah. So the people who are in this movie, they're all just like some of these kids had been in stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, Gene Wilder was a super famous, famous actor, um, and you know, there was it was just the movie revolved around the, the, the these kids in the movie and i just think it's so cool that uh charlie he just that was his one and only movie he ever did yeah it's like wild to be the lead of a movie that's been this formative for generations mm-hmm. of children like and to be like yeah that was good i think i'm going to go become a veterinarian <laughs> Yeah, he literally, the guy that played uh, Charlie, Peter Ostrom, he just was like, okay, I'm going to go do life now. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of the child actors retired. You know, maybe they did another, maybe one or two other little things or whatever, but they never, they didn't pursue it, you know, Mm -mm. in a real way. The girl who played Violet Beauregard, she was already like a child, like established child actor. She did like a couple more things, but like. That was it. 
And then I think the only person to do stuff into their adulthood was maybe the woman who played Veruca Salt, Julie Don Cole. She was yeah, like a soap she, opera star. Yeah, she okay. was in a in a UK show called Angels or something like that. Where it's oh, cool. Like about like student nurses or something like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. But yeah, yeah. it was just like these <clears throat> regular people flew to Munich, made a fucking yep. banging movie, and were done. Yeah, and it, initially the movie was like not that successful. Yeah, I that think makes sense. Um, parents like were a little pearl clutchy about it. Yeah, um, and it became kind of like um, a cult classic. Also, Roald Dahl didn't particularly like the film. Um, oh, he he hated thought, it, right? He hated it, and he thought that Gene Wilder was miscast. He <gasps> wanted. Yeah, he wanted Peter Sellers to be oh, yeah. I mean to be Willy Wonka, which would have been good. I mean, if you've seen Pink Panther movies, those are like family movies to me. Like, and I don't think he would have brought the heart though. Like, I just don't. I, think I don't he know. Would have brought it been, the heart that Jim Wilder brought. And it's so funny because I just think that Roald Dahl was just being a bitch about yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I and think his ego. There's like yeah, some weird shit. Because Gene Wilder, he he was simultaneously sinister. Yes. Weird, warm, aloof somehow, even yeah. though he was still like he 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 was so layered and multifaceted yeah. in this like fantasy movie. I mean, you know, it's just it, it's a truly incredible. It's a feat. Performance. It really it's a is. G- it's he was genius in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Roald Dahl hated the movie so much that they wanted to maybe they were like considering a sequel after this film because it did well enough i guess um oh he's he was like don't ever touch this my yeah gla- the uh charlie in the glass or willy wonka in the glass elevator yeah that he was like absolutely not and in when he died his estate finally was like yeah fine whatever and they like he didn't even want anyone to ever remake it like he was like mm-hmm. no hands off no one ever gets to touch this franchise again ever mm-hmm. um and then we know, obviously, yeah, like his estate gave the green light after he passed away and uh, in like ni- the early 90s, I think. And then they made um, Johnny Depp, you know, remade Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in like the mid 2000s. Woof. Um, not going to talk about that one. Hate it. Hate. First of all, why? Second of all, no. <laughs> Just no. It's so bad. It's yeah, so bad. It's so bad. Okay, we're going to find some ways that we can also like ruin all of our collective childhoods that like love yes. this movie because there's just some like weird shit about this. Yeah. So, in addition to Roald Dahl hating the movie, which is like somehow makes it really sad, mm-hmm. um, I think, okay, last week we, I mentioned the TikTok Aaron sent me where um, Grandpa <laughs> Joe, I called him Papa Joe in this <laughs> note. Papa Joe. Pa- Papa Joe. It's like uh, uh, Papa Joe. Papa G. Papa G. Papa Joe. <laughs> okay, I think I called him Papa Joe, and it was like um, subconscious because he has coke fingernails. So it's like maybe I think he's in the mob or something. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So he had coke fingernails. Uh, in addition to having that like tongue on the snozberries where it is so unpleasant. Very cunnilingusy. <laughs> it's so kind of like that. That man licks a lot of holes. All of all. Cunnilingus. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, and I don't, okay, I don't know. It's his pinky nails, and there's photos on the internet where he, they're like w- waiting to see Willy Wonka come out. It's like their day at the chocolate factory, and his hands are on Charlie Bucket's shoulders. And he, and you could see his pinky fingers are like way longer than any other nail on his hand. And there's like some varied explanations as to why but the the most fun explanation there is that they're coke fingernails oh gross um yeah i god of all the fucking people in this film grandpa joe is just the absolute worst yeah there's a whole there's a very active grandpa joe hate subreddit it's called grandpa joe hate and like all it is (laughs) is memes people make literally there was like 12 posted just today it's very active I I hate it. Yeah, yeah. I should I should go look at that subreddit. You should. Yeah, you'd probably love it because, yeah. And uh, like okay, so we were talking about um, Papa Joe and his Kunalingus uh <laughs> on the snozzleberries. Uh, but um, I guess okay. This is very weird. But Roald Dahl, like a few years after the release of this film. He wrote a book that was very geared towards adults. I don't remember the name of it, um, but it was like not for children. It was more of like an adult project that he did. And mm-hmm. in it, he used the word snozberry as a euphemism for a penis. And so he re- retroactively wrote it. I thought it was joke. for balls. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, snozberries. That Berries. makes sense. Yeah. I don't oh, know. This is from people.com. It's not that reliable. Oh. Well, it's fine. You know, but uh Yeah, but, but we love it way we, more sense. We love a dick and balls joke. We love period. a retroactive dick and balls joke, but it's like it's weird that he did that uh, to me. I know. Yeah, like just referencing one of his books like Yeah. It's funny. It's I like okay. Well. And and one of his children's books. Like, yeah. Ooh. Also Willy Wonka already sounds like a euphemism. For a dick, yeah. For a dick, because of Willie, yeah. Um, let's see what else. What else will ruin your childhood here? Oh my god, I th- I think the Oompa Loompas were probably mostly drunk. <laughs> Hell yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, there's like a lot of accounts that they were being very mischievous. Like they were like um circus performers from all around Europe I think yeah a lot of them didn't speak any English like they were just partying and like yeah they were just like there for a good time yeah Uh, yeah yeah. and they were like playing practical jokes on the cast like taking all their shoes and tying them together and shit like they were just like fucking around dude they were they were there to party I mean they're all adults you know on a on a set that's like a lot of kids you know yeah yeah so they're like i love that make it fun and it's like camaraderie and they're all like have similar jobs already so they could all relate to each other you know and it's like um yeah so they were just partying down and then i learned this is a fun fact uh there's a woman oompa loompa which i noticed today oh my god yeah i was looking at all of them and i was like oh yeah one i think that one is a woman like she oh, has it. Yeah. Like you could tell just her face is softer and like she looks like a lady. Um oh an orange lady with crazy eyebrows yeah. and uh green hair. But yeah, it's a it's very fun. Um Okay. I got one I got one for you. Okay. Um so in early drafts of the book, mm-hmm. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Roll Doll had different names for the kids. And there was oh. like more more kids. 
but he like you know edited it down um and i want you to know that mike tv's original name in one of the first drafts of charlie and the chocolate factory was are you ready yeah herpes trout what (laughs) yeah no (laughs) why uh because um this kid was a piece of shit like they're all pieces of shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Herpes Trout. Oh Herpes my god. Herpes Trout was was Mike TV's original name in one of the first drafts, oh. which is so funny to me. Uh, I was like reading through little like you know facts about the book, yeah. uh, and there's some facts about the book that are pretty also pretty fucked up. For instance, the original first edition of this book of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, the Oompa Loompas were african pygmies um, oh yeah there was like some weird slave vibes yeah and the ncaa like reached out and was like hey roll doll listen yeah this is not cool yeah um and to his credit he was like oh you're absolutely right and from then on like edited the book edited that out i mean still i think in the book it's like there were hippies so oh. they, it was making fun of hippies, which is, oh, okay. you know, like, like they were fine. like a com, like it was kind of like they were like a commune kind of, or yeah. Something? Uh-huh. Oh, that's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Like stoner people yeah. walking around doing all the stuff. Um, I mean, which is kind of, which, they still are kind of portrayed as stoners. Yeah. It's pretty funny. However, like using little people in the movie is problematic. Yeah. Like, in its own right so it's like his replacement in the book was like would have probably been fine but uh, they didn't go that direction in the movie so Mm. um it's pretty interesting um yeah what I guess like yeah I don't know I don't know why using little people is problematic but I guess if they're like supposed to be like we're laughing at them instead of with them Mm -hmm. and then from then on I think you know little people have just been called all kinds of names oh oh yeah 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 including yeah, yeah. oompa loompas and like oh. were portrayed in this in this way that's like yeah yeah know. yeah not so, fair yeah yeah okay well i thought we'd go through i said this last week it sounds wild now but we're gonna do it um all right i i thought we'd go through and rate all the adults in the film all right i don't know why i said this last week i guess it's because i wanted to know if you thought um slugworth i think you were or... in a in a horny mood i was in a week. horny mood last week and now it's i've I calmed down a bit um <laughs> <laughs> you've cooled your jets i've cooled my jets uh not as horned up as i was last week apparently and it's fine <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. fine we're gonna do it uh gonna do oh it. fun fact about uh the first i don't know if this is gonna be one of the people the Candyman, yeah, uh, was originally going to be played by, was considered to be played Dick by, Dyke? no, oh. uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh yeah, but the producers wouldn't let him, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, we're gonna start. We're gonna go in order of appearance. Okay. Okay. Um, like appearance, how? <laughs> oh, in order of appearance in the film. The adults we meet along the way. Okay. Gotcha. So the first one is the candy man. With his scrum diddlyumptious bar, and that's a euphemism for his dick. 
Um, okay, I can get to horny real quick. <laughs> all right, we're giving we're giving. Well, how many uh, how many Wonkas are we giving him? Oh, how many schnozberries are we giving him? <laughs> how many w- licks on this on the schnozberry? How many licks does it like take till you get to the son of a, a schnozberry? Uh. <laughs> um, I think he's the hottest adult in the film. What about Gene Wilder? No, I don't think Gene Wilder's hot. Oh, I do, but in another way. He's more... Okay, I think I like this guy because I like how he's dressed. I like that he is the candy man. That's okay. hot. Okay. I like his weird old-timey haircut. And he okay. is giving me Dick Van Dyke vibes. And I think I have a weird thing for Dick Van Dyke. Mm, who doesn't? Okay. Um, so you get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. He's also... He's like if Dick Van Dyke in... Um, um, who am I thinking? Mary Poppins? No. Oh, um, you're thinking of two people? Two people. Um, what's his name? Uh, from Back to the Future. Um, uh, Michael J. Fox? No. Um, Christopher Lloyd? No. Oh, 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 the guy, Crispin, Crispin Glover. Glover. I just spit everywhere. Yeah. He's giving, he's giving Dick Van Dyke and Crispin Glover had a baby. Okay. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay. I know. <laughs> Uh, okay so yeah i would okay <laughs> okay yeah i would too so so five licks on the snozberry <laughs> that's that out of uh out of five out of five sure okay okay four licks on the snozberry wait okay well i give him five mm-hmm. okay um and he can who can make the sun <laughs> he can scrum deliumptious my Schnozberry. <laughs> he could scrum diddly umptious my gobstopper. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, bitch. Oh. Okay. The next parent that we meet is the mom. She looks like a mom. Yeah. She's tired she as hell. Tired. She's fucking tired. She this woman she, works so hard. She needs she needs a good moisturizer <laughs> and a deep hair deep. Uh, conditioning treatment and she hair. has your dad's ponytail <laughs> she has my dad's ponytail oh my god <laughs> they couldn't even get her a good wig on this fucking film man they're like the whole, is, is the that whole her budget. own hair they're like <laughs> okay but she's hot because she has i love her dimple chin mm-hmm. she yes. sings such a beautiful song she's a strong working woman mm-hmm. i think if you did give her a makeover Call the Fab Five. Get Absolutely. Queer Eye over Queer Eye Germany. Give them a call. Get, yeah, get those fucking grandparents a separate fucking bed. <laughs> like, come on, like get, get them separate beds, a separate room, a separate house, a separate neighborhood. Yeah, a separate continent. Get yeah. them out of. She them, is. <laughs> she's doing so much laundry just to get, just to make cabbage soup for those fucking farting turkeys. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. She's always having to wash their goddamn huge. Uh, California king bed clothes like their fucking sheets are nasty as hell but I love her she's so kind she's a good mom she's a yeah. good daughter and daughter-in-law mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like she's um, I'll give her three snozberry uh, uh, three snozberries out of five I'm, I'm yeah I'm okay with that I'm on board yeah 
But she's like hot in her like real person way. You know what I mean? I don't want to even sexualize this woman, but you know, if well, she that's wants what that, we're I doing. will. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Got it. Okay. Next one. It's the grandparents in the bed <laughs> and they all count I, as one. <laughs> it's Okay, I'm going to give them a higher rating than you would think because I know they're all fucking. Dude, there's And they're two... all doing some weird shit. They're swinging, they're fucking each other, they're yeah. sucking toes. There's yeah. <laughs> there's like they're doing they're some fucking... weird shit. <laughs> they're like Oh, Charlie brought home a loaf of bread. Oh, I'm gonna have the energy to fuck tonight, and <laughs> it is. And there, there's, so there, they already have a lot of parts aligned to holes because this bed is not long enough for. I mean, like, it's I almost would... not lo- long enough. They're like hole to hole. Yeah. Also, I'm. I don't know how they're not killing each other because yeah. I know they've been jobbing each other with their toenails for decades. Okay. Oh bitch. my god. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's a negative schnozberry for me. I don't know. But also, we can find okay. But also, I can find some reasons why why. <laughs> and you know, it was Grandpa Joe that is initiating all the weird sex stuff with everybody. Yeah, because well, he's got the coke. Yeah. So he's like <laughs> on a, another level. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. man, I wish this picture, the uh, Grandpa George has these huge glasses. I wish I kind of like them. Mm. And honestly, I feel like, you know what? I don't want to shame these senior citizens. Uh, Whatever they freaky shit they want to do. I love it. And, yeah, and we love good it. for them. And I, I just think, yeah, like. Hey, we're four people always in a bed. Something about that is hot. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively. And you know what? I there's also something liberating about like, look, we all we all know that they got some stank on them. Mhm. And they don't care. Mhm. So there's an in, there there's an entanglement happening and, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not just the bed sheets. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the next person we meet is Mrs. Gloop. We love her. She is love the her. moment. Oh, her hair. God. Her hair. I I mean, yeah, she's giving me like <laughs> big drag vibes. Mm-hmm. Between mm-hmm. her hair, her the, the pattern that she's wearing, the cut of the dress. We meet her and she's like very, she is, the, the runway is Munich Stravaganza. <laughs> Because she's in like a very formal chocolate factory realness, (laughs) chocolate factory realness, because she's in like a little hat, I think, when we meet her Mm -hmm. and she's in like a full um, German get up. Yeah, Yeah, a full fit. This photo of her is from when they arrive in the chocolate room, but she's all dolled up for the day. Um, I yeah, she knows what the business is. Good for her. She's she's getting it. She's I give her she knows uh, four. I give her four schnozberries. Me too. That's what I was going to give her too. Okay, hot. I love her. Uh, Her hair Mm -hmm. honestly is like it makes the whole first half of the movie for me. (laughs) Okay, next we meet Slugworth. Slugworth, hipster daddy. Ugh. No, he's he gives me too much of the of the ick uh, because he reminds me of um, speaking of Christopher Lloyd's uh, uh, <laughs> character from 
Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I'm talking the judge. about? The judge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember like me, Eddie. When I killed, I your, killed brother. your brother. <laughs> I talked just like, like this. Oh, now, okay. talk about a movie that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I, I watched that movie so much. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I'm dying right now because also I just did that so loud and I bet Pete heard it and is like, what the fuck is going on? My like fucking sound on my oh, yeah, computer yeah, yeah. is like just blown peaked. out. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's still something about him I love. I feel like Slugworth right now in today's time. First of all, that bottom lip. Yum. It's a slug on his face. No, it doesn't really... work. It doesn't work for me because his he has no upper lip. He has an upper lip on one side. I love it. It's like no. kind of off. I don't know. He has very good okay. bone structure. He has hipster glasses. He could be like a hipster today. Um, okay. And uh, he is kind of creepy and goth, but I love that. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, he's still not my favorite, but but. Would I? Probably not. But am I going to say I would? Yeah. So how many schnozberries you given this fool? Oh, my God. All my schnozberries. Ooh, bitch. No, 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 no. Uh, Three. Three, I think. I'm giving him one schnozberry because oh. he's too creepy. And oh. I bet his peen is like a slug, so. Like a, like a, like. Slug. Like it's Worthless. Slimy? Yeah. Like it's like not good. <laughs> slug worthless <laughs> I don't know uh, alright well I think he's like a bad boy and I like it alright alright the next is Veruca Salt's dad this is I couldn't find a good picture of him in character I think because he's making this stink face the whole time <laughs> all but the time yeah I saw some pictures of him as like a person and he is a handsome good looking man and uh but not here but so but ignore that anyway we're also like um we're also looking at his energy and we're just finding ways that he could be hot Mm. i mean he's a good dad (laughs) no he's a terrible dad he sucks he is not a good dad he is raising a monster and enabling uh a psychopathic child so i no he gets he no, nothing from me zero he gets less than slugworth but uh, he probably has a normal dick at least he probably has like um erectile dysfunction because <laughs> he's because he sucks so bad unless unless i think he's the type where you have to like you have to like you know like you have to be like dom with him because oh yeah no you, you know, do yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 like tell him he's like a worthless oh piece of shit i like that because i kind of want to do that yeah okay all right then he gets one slug he gets uh, one slugworth he gets one <laughs> one schnozberry for me he gets one slugworth which is equivalent to to half a schnozberry yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, I love the exchange that. rate is low. Okay, I yeah, I like that he's. I like that he probably does need to be dominated, and I feel mm-hmm. like I would want to do that, and I would take out all my aggression on him about how shitty he's raising his daughter. Mm-hmm. I'd be yeah. like, you are fucking worthless. 
and yeah. you're gonna and I and I'd wear something very you know like matrix matrix dominatrix <laughs> i'd wear fucking neo's wraparound sunglasses fucking pleather and a trench yeah coat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay mr beauregard mm, okay mr beauregard could get it oh he's, okay because he's giving suit? he's giving that like 70s creep yeah. Like, like grabs um, your butt at, in the office. Yeah, which we hate, but which also, we hate, but not if we want it. Not yeah. if we're in role playing in that sense, you know. Maybe also, that's our thing. If his last name is Beauregard, I don't know. Maybe he. I don't know. He's he is giving. I I'm I'm gonna give him two schnozberries. Okay, maybe three, three, three schnozberries for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to give him one. I don't like his red there, tie. There's something like, you know, um, uh, he, he uh, like, Monty Hall, like, you know, oh. kind of like, you know, uh, a game show host. Yeah, 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 that yeah. I, that that is like. appealing to me. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't like that. See, I would rather take mm. sniveling idiot Ruka Salt's dad. Mm, you would rather mm. take greasy car salesman. Mm-hmm. Violet Beauregard's dad. Yeah. It's yeah. just a type thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Mike TV's mom. Oh, Mike TV's mom. I know. Bitch. Yes. And this All outfit, the, the fucking mm. t- tight, the tight white fucking pleather jumpsuit or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's obnoxious as fuck, but we're not counting yeah. that against her. We're just judging her sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love her makeup. She's working the cat eye. She yeah. has fake eyelashes on. Yeah. She has beautiful eyes. Like, yep. yes, flawless. Yeah. We love her. I'm giving we her hate, three. We hate, hate her, love her. I'm giving her four. Okay. Four schnozberries for me. Honestly, like, I want her to give Charlie's mom the makeover. Mm-hmm. You know? No, she'd be mean about it. Oh, she would? Yeah. Okay. Okay, next we meet a hundred Strasberries. Oh my God, all Gene of Wilder sh- as Willy all, Wonka. All the Strasberries. Mm. Look mm. at that fucking mm. shirt. It's cool. It's so fucking cool. I don't. You know who can make the sunrise? This oh. guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who can? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, know what? Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is pulling it off. Okay, I can't. Fucking Absolutely wait not. to see what he does. I cannot wait. I can't wait to see what my Timothy does. No, I think Willy Wonka. Awful. And also, okay, I don't understand what I first of all, um, Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, zero schnozberries for me because he is not sexual at all. He is What? Look at that face. Look at those eyes. He's Look at pure that. heaven. He has a twinkle in his eye. He's just like like I there's just he's, like something he's, so ethereal about him and it's not sexual to me. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I want uh, it to be cuz I love his jacket and I love like I I love that he is like doing weird shit, but I don't know. There's just something I just like love him too much as like a father figure or something, mm. you know? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. That's not what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fair. You're an adult woman with your own yeah. opinions. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. No. And you want to rail him. Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the last one? Oh, okay. But all the Oompa Loompas? If it's a party with the Oompa Loompas, maybe I'm in. You know what I Hell mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How many schnozberries? So all the schnozberries. Got it. Um, yeah. any, oh, oh, I want to ask you one more thing. Yeah. Fuck, Mary kill, the never ending gobstopper, fizzy lifting mm. drink, and the three course dinner gum. What okay. are you what are you like gonna have forever? What would you have once and what would you never have? Assuming they all work perfectly and like it's a good time, not the movie time. Oh, they all work perfectly? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um it's gonna have to be a fuck the Everlast Everlasting Gobstock Stopper, kill the fizzy lifting drink, and uh marry the three course meal. Ooh. Because I want that. Yeah. <laughs> what? I want that. I want that. <laughs> um okay, I think sorry, I'm also like trying to think through this. I think kill the never ending gobstopper. Because oh. it doesn't sound like it tastes good to me. I want to marry the fizzy lifting drink so I could fly. I don't want that. That's too scary for me. And then I would, it, I guess. Charlie I would, and Grandpa Joe must die from that shit. I wouldn't do it in there. I'd do it out in the world. And then you have to burp to come down. No. Oh, yeah. I can't burp. I'd have to fart to come down. <laughs> See? Okay, you're See, right. You I do think, what you do. Think th- yeah. yeah, I do what you do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts? I just love this movie and I can't wait to show it to Jack and Damien when they're old enough. Um, there's so many fun things that uh, we get to, you know, yeah. show them. And this is one of those things. And I just love this movie. And I can't wait for Timothy Chalamet's Wonka. I know it's going to be bad, but maybe it will be good. I don't know. Why is he attractive? His face is very small in the middle of his head. Like he has extra face all on all sides of his head. I don't think so. I think yeah. he's fine. He's very angular. And it's I like, like that. In the middle and then there like there's like extra face on all sides. It's like someone pulled it. It's like I got sucked into the like he breathed too deep in his nose and then it, his whole face went <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. That's not what I see. Again, <laughs> no people love him. I don't. But fair enough. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. I probably won't see it. Maybe. I just love this one so much. I just think Gene Wilder's performance is perfection. It's just like. Mm-hmm. Also, he has that twinkle in his eye that Robin Williams had for me, mm-hmm. and it's like this multifaceted, like you know, can it's do like drama, can do comedy. Yeah. It's like, it's like the heart. It's like breathing. You know? Yeah. But it's like mm-hmm. they're bringing all their heart up to the surface and you can see it. And it's like mm-hmm. it's all their heart. It's maybe also drugs. Maybe it's mm. both. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. It was the 70s. Uh, yeah, man. But that's the other thing. That's that's the other thing about this movie is that it's like pure 70s and yeah. it's weird in that way. And yes. it can't be duplicated because it this can't. is just what it was. And mad props to um the director mel stewart for having the vision of making this movie it sounded like very like you know they didn't know what the fuck they were doing um 
and like it was a mess in a lot of ways but like it just that was the the beauty of it you know yeah so yeah uh we love it love it so good um yeah but that's all i got anyway um follow us on social media at dtfu podcast all the places yeah go to our website it's dtfupodcast.com um let us know how much you love or hate Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory yeah this movie who's who who do you think was the sexiest adult who do you think it's all the schnozberries (laughs) who gets all your schnozberries oh yes all right all right uh thank you so much guys listen Mm -hmm. here stay excellent to yourselves and each other Bye. Bye.